This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uncensored. You can't censor us. This is Uncensored Parenting. Talking about the shit, no one else will. You've got questions, we've got, well, we've got perspectives. All right, welcome. On today's show, we have Kirk Smalley. Kirk is a public speaker of the organization Stand for the Silent. Stand for the Silent was created in 2010 by a group of high school students in Oklahoma. Stand for the Silent is a program that addresses the issues of school bullying. Kirk is personally invested in this organization after a tragic experience with his son. Since May 2010, Kirk has traveled and spoken at over a thousand schools. I would like to acknowledge that this episode might create some emotions coming up, so this is a trigger warning. Please be aware of that before you continue listening. Kirk, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on, guys. So your story really moved me when I was reading it on Stand for the Silent. Can you share a little bit about how you got connected to this organization? Uh, Yes, ma'am. My wife, Laura, and I, uh, we lost our 11-year-old son, Ty, uh, 4,669 days ago. Um, Ty took his own life because he was being bullied at school and Nobody ever did anything to make it stop. He was being bullied by this kid for over two years. And on that particular day, Ty was in the gym waiting for class to start. And the kid that had been picking on him came up and and pushed him. And for the first time in his life, Ty retaliated. He fought back. And Sarah, it's always the second guy that gets caught, you know. The disturbance draws a teacher's eye and they look over and they see that second guy take the swing. And that's pretty much what happened to Ty. He he turned around and pushed the kid back and the teacher saw him do it. And, and he got sent to the office. Um, Laura worked at the school that Ty went to. Um, she had taken that job just so she could be near him. You know, uh, wanted to be off work same day as Ty was out of class. Laura and Ty were pretty much best friends. Um, They called his mama. He was suspended for three days. They called his mama, and she went and picked him up and took him home. And she had to go back to work that day. They they were shorthanded. She told him to do his homework, told him to, to do his chores, and told him... She told him that we was going to talk about it when we got home that evening. 
And Laura came home at, at 2.38 p.m. on May 13th. And she found out that that uh, Ty hadn't done his homework or his chores. Instead, he had um, he had killed himself on our bedroom floor. And I got a phone call at 2.39 that day, and caller ID said it was Laura, so I answered, and she, and she was screaming. I mean... I couldn't understand anything she kept trying to tell me. She just, she, she kept screaming. And finally, I, I guess I screamed back at her and I, I told her, baby, you got to stop. You, you got to tell me what's going on. And she managed to say, he's, he's dead. He shot himself. You know, I, I actually asked her who, <laughs> She said, Ty, ever since that day, I have literally traveled all over this country, all over this world, talking to, to schools and communities and families of kids that have done that same kind of thing. I actually have a list of over 66,000 children that we've lost in America in the last seven years to suicide because of being bullied. Um, you know, this group of high school students from Oklahoma City, they, they heard about what Ty did. And one day they decided that they'd had enough. They, uh, they weren't going to live in a world like that anymore without them doing everything they could to make it stop. And so they started a Facebook page called Stand for the Silent. And Laura and I heard about them, what they were doing in Ty's honor. And we got in touch with their director, uh, Francie Moss, and we told her we had to meet these kids. And so we set up a meeting and we went and we spoke to the, the young people. There were 68 of them. And during the course of that discussion, we decided that, that changing their hallways in their three high schools was, was not enough. You know, this was happening all over our country, all over our world. We had a whole world to change. That's basically how Stand for the Silent got born. We we just started speaking at, at local schools, and then we started getting invited uh, literally everywhere. Uh, it grew and grew. The kids that started it, they donated all of their graphics. All of they had written a constitution. They had you you name it, they did it. You know, and they donated all of that to Laura and I, and we incorporated. We applied for our five hundred one c three, and we. Uh, received that and it just kind of snowballed from there every time we would go to a school or a community uh, the kids and the teachers and the school administrators and even the parents would would spread our message and they'd tell other schools in in the area about us and and you had said at the beginning that we had been to over a thousand schools. Now we have been to over 6,006 schools, and I've talked to a little over 4 million kids. We have chapters of Stand for the Silent in 40 states and 18 different countries. I average being on the road about 300 days a year now, speaking at schools and communities. And, you know, I know that what I'm doing, Sarah, is is worth doing. I get messages literally by the thousands from these kids that we talk to that say, 
I was going to kill myself until I heard you speak. And now I'm not. And I want to help you make this stop. You know, some of the statistics in our country right now are just staggering. One out of four of our children in America right now will actually have a plan on how they would kill themselves before they graduate from high school. 25% of our babies and most of these kids think that they are the only ones that have ever had those thoughts. They think I'm all alone. Nobody knows how I feel. They don't realize that one out of four of their peers have those same thoughts and feelings. Suicide has always been a touchy subject. People don't want to talk about it. They don't even want to think about it, especially when we're talking about children taking their yeah. own lives. You know, that list of over 66,000 kids I mentioned earlier, the youngest one on it was a six-year-old boy. When we have six-year-old children taking their own lives, it's time we learn we can talk about it. Hmm. Because that's the only way we're going to stop it. We have to learn that and let these kids know that they can talk it out. They don't have to act it out. We can talk about it and we can stop it. One. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death in our young people in America, ages 10 to 24 years old. That's second only to car wrecks now. It's devastating. That is it devastating. is. One, I want to take a moment here to appreciate your courageous step forward with addressing some of your pain by supporting other youth. And I also want to take a moment to acknowledge Ty and the 66,000 kids who have had that same path and really, really bring light to this is the reason why we're talking about it. We have to talk about it. Like you said, if we don't talk about it, we're not going to be able to make the change. We're not going to be able to support young. They think they're standing alone in this. Yes, ma'am. You know, um, Cyberbullying has increased over 75% since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, most parents don't realize that there are ways to fight against cyberbullying. I mean, we, we grew up without social media. We grew up without Internet, you know, and we don't know how to, to deal with that type of thing. A lot of us don't. You know, if you would have told me that Ty was being bullied on Facebook, my answer to that would have been, well, delete Facebook, you know. <laughs> And that solves the problem, right? But it doesn't. You know, it actually compounds the, the issue. Um, you know, now he goes to school and Monday morning, everybody's pointing and laughing at him. And, and they, he doesn't know what was done and what was posted online. You know, I've been to schools where first graders have cell phones and they know how to use them. They're good at them. Uh, you know, kids can take a picture of someone in the locker room or walking down the hallway. They can Photoshop that picture to make it look like that child is doing anything they want them to do. They create a fake Facebook account. They post that photo online and they can ruin somebody's life with the click of a button. And then even if they get to feeling bad about that, and they think, well, maybe I, I shouldn't have done that. And I'll just I'll, I'll delete that post. I'll delete that photo. And it's gone. Right. No. No, it's out there. Yeah, and the damage someone is already done. It, someone shared yeah. it. Someone saved it. It's out there forever. Yeah. You know? And so what we did is now, not only do we have our own website, Stand for the Silent, we also started another website that's called socialbullets.org. 
and it deals strictly with cyberbullying. It is our organization, but it has its standalone website. We worked with a company called Area 23, which is a huge marketing firm. Uh, they're worldwide. They donated $500,000 worth of work for this project wow. for us. And what they did is they created an algorithm that tracked cyberbullying across all the social media platforms for 24 hours. Every time that a child was cyberbullied, they kept track of that. And when the number hit 238, a child tried to take their own life for every 238 posts that were cyberbullies. And there is also a downloadable guide for parents on that website for free that they can get to help them learn how to fight against cyberbullying if their kid's being cyberbullied. We are currently working on a peer-to-peer -peer guide because we've learned that kids learn from kids quicker than they learn from adults. They listen to each other all their lives. They've heard mom, dad, teachers, administrators say, play nice and be good. And it goes in one ear and out the other. But when one of their own friends says, hey, dude, you don't have to be that way. They listen and they take that message to heart. Mm -hmm. And so we're currently working on a peer-to-peer -peer guide right now. We hope to have it available and downloadable within the next month or so. And it'll be on Sofa Bullets as well. Amazing. So will you kind of elaborate a little bit more on what are some of the warning signs parents maybe should be looking out for when kids are possibly being cyber bullied or even bullied in school? What are some of those warning signs? Yes, ma'am. Uh, first of all, let me say, you know, if your child has a social media account, you better be on their friends list. I mean, yeah. if, if they're yeah. going to do something online or say something online that they don't want you to know about, then they don't need to be on that platform, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and that's just my take. Yeah. You know, the Internet and the Web, it can be a scary place. There's a lot of danger out there. There's child predators. Uh, you know, we're, we're losing children to, uh, to all kinds of, of human trafficking and stuff nowadays because of the Internet. And so if, you, if your child's online and on social media, you probably ought to be following every social media account they have. As far as warning signs, um, some kids do exhibit warning signs and some don't. Mm. You know, my son, he was always smiling. Even when he was being bullied, that kid always had a smile on his face. He didn't leave a note. He didn't leave exhibit really any of the classic warning signs that he had ever thought about hurting himself. You know, some of the things that parents might watch for, if your child, you know, has a lot of really big mood swings, you know, that's that's one indicator. You know, if they're normally a very happy kid and all of a sudden they're, they're sad, they're spending more time in their room, uh, they're not communicating, that kind of thing it's it's time to start delving in and finding out what's going on making excuses reasons not to go to school i don't i don't feel good my tummy hurts you know whatever those are indicators that your kid might be being bullied um uh giving away some of their favorite items you know um mm -hmm. that's one that you really need to, to check in on you know those are some of the classic signs. You know, the, my best advice for any parent 
that might be concerned that their child is thinking about hurting themselves is we got to learn to communicate with our kids again. Mm. You know, for being so connected as a society and as a world, we are so very disconnected with individual people. I was at a restaurant the other night eating dinner, and I watched a family of four, a mom, a dad, and two children sitting at the table. And every single one of them was on their cell phone punching buttons, you know? They weren't even having to talk. Usually when I do an open to the public community event and parents come, I'll ask them, how many of you ask your kid every day when they get home from school, how was your day? And boy, the hands go up by the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, okay, and, and what do they say? Um, well, it was fine. It was good. It was okay. Mm-hmm. And then what? Well, they go off to their room and they get on their computer, they mm-hmm. do, do their homework, and then they, you know, play video games or get on social media. Guys, that's not communicating. Yeah. We don't sit around the dinner table as a family and lay those cell phones down and have a meaningful discussion with our kids anymore. Our kids are being raised by the internet and media. Our kids, two or three generations of them now, have grown up playing video games where they get points for killing people. Like, that's a good thing. They watch cartoons like South Park. And in South Park, a little boy named Kenny dies in every single episode. Mm -hmm. And he comes back tomorrow. What is that teaching our children, Sarah? That's teaching them that death ain't real. Life is cheap. And you get to come back tomorrow. Well, you know what? They, They don't come back tomorrow. When they're gone, they're gone. And you miss them every single second of every single day for eternity. We have to learn to talk to our children. And we have to let them know it's okay. You can come to me about anything and we can discuss it. And if I don't know the answers, I will help you find them. Because if they don't come to us for the little stuff, then when they have the big stuff, They're damn sure not coming to us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I think about what you talking about social media, because I know that like at one point my son wanted Snapchat and uh, I was like, okay, we had had this conversation a few times. Like he had had it there. He had gotten onto it without me knowing like a year ago. And we had a whole conversation about that. And then we, um, we finally were like, okay, you're getting older. Like we'll try it out. And his personality changed when it was on, when he was Mm -hmm. on there that we actually told him, like, we're actually going to take you off this Snapchat because 
your mood changes. It's amazing to me how much social media impacts, especially our youth, impacts everyone, but especially this piece that you're bringing awareness to is that what is the point of even having social media at a young age anyways? It should, it, we shouldn't even be, they shouldn't be on it. But unfortunately, this is, this is a, a world where it's so technology driven that we think kids are going to be okay on it and they're not. Well, let me give you guys a couple of resources that you can pass along Great. to the parents for social media in particular and for um, the Internet, basically. There are several companies out there that you can uh, order their product from. And, I, I, you know, some of them are $9.99 a month, billed to your cell phone bill, which that's less than the cost of a pizza, you know, to yeah. keep your kids safe online. I mean, come on. There is one called TeenSafe, T-E-E-N-S-A-F-E. You can find their website, teensafe.com. You can install this on your on your child's cellular device, and it monitors their social media presence. Mm -hmm. It actually sends a message to mom and dad if your kid is being bullied on Facebook. Wow. It says, hey, you need to look at Billy's Facebook page, you know. There is one I really like called Bark, B-A-R-K, and it's similar to TeenSafe. Um, sends a message to mom and dad if your kid's being bullied. It also sends a message to mom and dad when your kid is being a bully. Mm. I really like that, yes. you know, because we've all heard, well, Timmy wouldn't have done that. He's an angel. <laughs> yeah. told Sally on Facebook that she's worthless and that she ought to go kill herself. Yeah. And when mom and dad see that with their own eyes, you know? Yeah, it's ironic. I was going to actually ask you about that because I find that so many people or so many parents, I mean, I've been guilty of this too, that it's like, oh, my poor kid is being bullied. But we never acknowledge like when our kids have been a bully and it happens. It's otherwise we wouldn't have bullying. <laughs> like there's a possibility. You know, bullying is a learned behavior and children learn it from the people that they're around the most, probably to their own families. Sarah, if we can break that chain hmm. one generation, then they raise their kids to, to be different and their kids raise their, and you look at all the people that we can impact down through the course of time like that, you know? You know, that there are are a lot of other resources besides Teen Safe and Bark. There's one called My Social Sitter. Do a little research. Google it online. And you'll find that there are ways to protect your kids on the Internet, you know, and on, on social media. You know, and it's okay, in my opinion. You know, maybe you, you feel different. And maybe each parent does. And, and it's not my place to tell you how to raise your child. But in my opinion, it's okay to be on social media. It can be a good place. Look at the message sure. it has allowed us to spread. Our Facebook page has over, you know, 904,000 followers on it now. Um, we have a, a page and a group, a private group on Facebook, and then we have Twitter and we have Instagram. And that's the only social media platforms we're on because me and technology don't get along. <laughs> and it, those keep me plenty busy with all the traveling I do as well. But it's not life. Social media d doesn't need to become our lives. We don't need to spend every waking moment 
waiting to get on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram, you know, let's limit our time on there and let's have some meaningful dialogue face to face. Mm -hmm. Let's go outside, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my way of finding out where all my friends were when I grew up was where are all the bicycles parked in the front yard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where everybody's hanging out today. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Are there um, like resources like this that schools can actually use as well to monitor? Cause I know like nowadays, like, you know, kids have computers from schools. We needed them because of the pandemic, but and I know that there's some ways to look up the history, but are, are there resources that the are these resources you're speaking of? Can schools use them as well? Yes, ma'am. Actually, there is a company based out of he used to be based out of Nebraska. And now he lives in Nevada. Um, the guy that owns it and runs it, his name is Rick Shaw, and his company is called Awarity. And he has a platform that he he specifically designed for schools. Uh, it's called TIP, T-I-P-S. And they install this platform on a school's website. And what it does is they, they create different teams within the school community. Um, say your counselor, your assistant principal, your principal, they may be on a team for bullying. Uh, maybe you have a your principal, your school resource officer, or your local police department, and maybe your superintendent on a team for dangerous weapons and substances. What happens, they form these teams, various teams for different problems that schools have. And say Billy is walking down the hallway and he sees that Tom's got a gun in his backpack or in his locker. He can report that on this platform anonymously. It sends an instant message to all the members on that team. So the principal gets that message that Tom's got a gun in his locker. And he he can actually tell what other team members have opened that message and seen it. So he sees that he's the only one that's seen it. He can jump on the phone and call the school resource officer or the local PD and say, hey, dude, get over here. We got an issue. We, you know, we need you here now. Uh, that type of thing. Uh, the other cool thing about this platform is they have what's called an awareness vault built into it. And what that is, is uh, say they have a rash of, I don't know, teen pregnancies in the community, or uh, there's a new TikTok challenge that kids are doing that's that's dangerous to them, or there's a, a new designer drug or something that's harmful to kids in the area. And they want to get a message not only to the kids and the staff, but to the parents. Mm. They can plug in a stock video that covers all kinds of different subjects that that is available with this platform, or they can plug in their own video or one that they pull off of the web, and they have the students, staff, and parents log in with a username and password and watch this video and get that message out. Now, the cool thing about it is you can actually tell how much of it each person watches. So you say, Sarah says, I watched all of it. No, Sarah, you watched two minutes of a five-minute video, and it's really important. We need you to go back and watch the rest of it, please. You know, And Rick actually will work with people with school districts and, and help find a way that a lot of area banks and stuff have give-back programs, and they will actually donate that program to the schools. 
you know, and he he's very good about working with the schools so they can usually get it installed at no cost. So that's another great resource, you know. And then, of course, you know, we really like to see schools start a chapter of Stand for the Silent. We've made it easy to do. The information is on our website. If the school won't start one and some of these parents that are listening want to start one, they can start a community chapter and they're welcome to reach out to me through the uh, contact email address on our website and I'll help them get it started. Um, You know, it's easy. It doesn't cost anything. Community chapters are parents with their kids um, that just want to get involved and and help spread our message and and give the kids in their community a place that they feel like they can belong, uh, that they're being heard. And, you know, also, if, if a child is being bullied, being a part of a Stand for the Silent chapter really empowers them. I have seen kids that that are being picked on, and when they start standing up for other people, they, you just see that chest well and the shoulders come back. I mean, it's it's really a cool thing to watch, um, you know. And and like I say, it, you know, it, it just gives the kids a place that they feel like they can belong, you know. And everybody can be. We actually have a lot of bullies that have have become members of our chapters, wow. you know. Wow. And they're usually our strongest proponents, you know. They, they. Uh, come up and they say, you know, I never realized that what I was doing could cause something like what happened to Ty. And I'm going to change and I want to help make a change in this world. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing, you know, the, the, the changes that we see in a school's hallways after we've been there are astounding. I get messages from school administrators, teachers, parents that say, you know, the minute you left, We teach a hand sign. It's the American Sign Language symbol means I love you to all the kids. And they say the minute you left, the kids were throwing that to each other in the hallway. They've been doing it for a month now. You know, Uh, they're being kinder to each other. They're taking care of each other. They're looking out for each other. You know, we're not getting three reports a day that somebody's being bullied, you know, because the kids are dealing with it themselves. Yeah, it almost, it, uh, there's an appreciation for this because it sounds like what happened, you know, I think we all want to be a part of a tribe and it's the same with kids. Like we want to feel like we belong and we actually behave to prevent that. But like really hearing what you're saying is that it almost creates unity with a community and that's what really what is going to prevent some of that bullying. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. Yeah, Kirk, I've been really touched by just hearing you speak today. I, you know, I teach middle and high school, and so I, I deal with students on a regular basis, and I've just been kind of taken back by the numbers that you shared, and then just sitting here kind of reflecting of like, where am I missing these students? Where am I missing these situations happening right now? I think the piece about talking to your kids and bringing and just bringing the conversation forward is so important. Like we do little videos and we talk about it, but then we, we don't actually talk about it. We're like, Hey, go watch this video. And now we've checked the box that we've had this conversation about suicide prevention, but nobody's actually having the conversations in the schools with students face to face. And, um, I appreciate that you're doing that. And I'm very touched and just moved by everything that you've shared here today. Jeff, uh, get me invited to your school. Done. <laughs> we we do not charge anything. We will go anywhere 
that we, that we are invited uh, without charge. You get me invited, we will come. Uh, we leave a ton of resources with the school. We leave wristbands that say, I am somebody for every kid. A lot of the schools, before we go, we are actually in a documentary called Bully. It came out in 2011. It was directed by a guy named Lee Hirsch. A very powerful documentary. It really opens up the conversation. Um, they actually show a portion of Ty's funeral in the documentary. Uh, a lot of the schools will have their kids watch that entire documentary before we come. It's not required, but, I mean, it, it really opens up the conversation, you know. Get me invited. Let me come talk to your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I promise you, I promise you, you will see a change in your hallways. You know, you mentioned that you said, what am I missing? Where am I not seeing this? First of all, kids that are being bullied, they learn to hide it real well. Mm -hmm. uh, they get to where they quit telling people about it because it seems like it just makes the bullying get even worse then. Kids that are having suicidal thoughts, they too learn to hide it very well because they think that they're all alone in this. And it's something, you know, if, if I speak about it, if I talk about it, if I say something about it, then they're going to think I'm crazy and they're going to lock me up in some kind of nut house, you know, and, and I'm going to be labeled as, as a psycho or, or a weirdo. And so they don't talk about it and they learn to hide it real well. And when we come and speak, they learn that it's okay it's okay to talk about it and we're going to laugh together and we're going to cry together. But the main thing is we're going to be together as humans and we're going to learn that feelings are okay to have mm -hmm. and that we can talk about them. And there's nothing in this world that we can't handle together. And I promise you that will happen. I don't know guys. Uh, this world has, has changed drastically over the last several decades. I know from when you and I and, and uh, most of the other parents have grown up, and we have to start learning to adjust and get down on the, on the kids' level. And we're going to have to do it rapidly because it's, we're losing babies on a daily basis. 66,000 in seven years, do the math, that comes out to almost 23 a day. That's almost one child an hour that we lose to suicide because of being bullied. Mm. And let me tell you, one is way too many. When it's one that you love, when it's one that you know. My wife, Laura, passed away November 14th, 2020 from a brain aneurysm. I watched her for 10 years. Miss her baby. I watched her. It destroy that woman. I will do anything in my power and even beyond to make sure that no other man, no other woman, no other child has to ever live that nightmare. I don't have to know you to not want you to live what I have had to live through, what Laura had to live through. We're not supposed to bury our babies. Thank you. Thank you for, yes, for being so courageous and doing this work, saving a lot of lives. And, and I'm glad you, I'm glad there's somebody courageous enough to put that message out there and fight that fight.
It's devastating. The numbers are devastating. Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, I'm at, I'm at a loss for words. I just really appreciate uh, your message. And um, I, I appreciate the resources you're giving parents. Um, I'm also a little more aware of my own kids now in this moment of, of am I communicating with them the way that they need right now? So yeah, I, I really appreciate the, the resources, the advice, the suggestions. Um, Sarah, when you talk to your kid, you know, ask them how their day was and they're going to tell you it was fine. It was okay. It was good. Yeah. But then say, no, really, how was your day? What good thing happened? Ask specific questions. What bad thing happened? Let's talk. Don't tell me my day was good because you think I don't care and you want to get out of this conversation. I love you. I want to know how your day was. I want to know what's going on in your life because I love you. And I want you to know that you can come and we can talk about anything, anytime you ever need. And guys, make the time. Lay the damn phone down. You don't have to be on Facebook. You don't have to be watching TikTok videos. When your baby comes and says, hey, I need to talk, shut it down. Give them the time. Mm. You know what I would give? Do you know what I would give to have my son come up and say, Dad, can we talk? I'd give anything in this world. I'd give my own life to hold that boy in my arms one more time. So when yours comes up and says, hey, can we talk? Nothing in this world is more important. Nothing. No job. No social media. No television show. Nothing is more important than our babies. Hmm. Open the conversation and don't let them weasel out of it. And make it a habit to do that once or twice a week. It really is that important. I love you guys. Love you. you, Thank you so much. Um, Just moving. And again, if parents need this support or want to get in contact with you, will you just give your, um, where they can find you online again? Our website is standforthesilent.org, and they can email me personally at my address, which is just my first name, Kirk, K-I-R-K, at standforthesilent.org. Anything that I can do to help, if anybody that's listening wants to get us invited to their community or their school, we don't charge anything. We will go anywhere we are invited. I will let you know we are booked all the way out to this time next year. Uh, we booked that far in advance, but that doesn't mean that I cannot come sooner than that. If I'm going to be in California already, she'll usually try to fit me in, you know, in, in general areas and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, just reach out. I put you in touch with my scheduling coordinator. Parents need to know that I have to be invited by somebody that actually works at the school to actually do a school presentation. I can't, you know, I I get a lot of them that say, can you come 
talk to my kids school well i can't just call the school and say hey i'm going to be there tuesday at 9 a.m have all the kids in the auditorium or the gym you know mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way so you know if they want to get me invited they have to have to talk to somebody at the school and have them reach out and, and i put them in touch with my schedule coordinator if the school won't invite us and they feel strongly enough that it's a message that their community needs they can get me invited for a community presentation you know we'll do it at a at a church or at a library or you know i've done them at vfw's i've done them at, you name it i've probably done a presentation there i've actually done several presentations at the maximum security prisons you know wow. uh, i mean i'll go anywhere wonderful there's access like so parents if you're listening and you need this there's ways to make that happen yeah. so thank you yes, Kirk. Ma'am. yes thank yes, you ma'am. so much and thank you for bringing a voice to this thank you for actually speaking about it instead of staying in the silence and just you know pretending that is, this isn't happening thank you yes sir yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. You're helping me spread that message. Every pair of ears we reach is another pair of lips to help spread it. Mm. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Thank right. you. Thank you, Kirk. All right, Kirk, take care. All right. Thanks for listening to Uncensored Parenting. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncensored Parenting Podcast. We're out. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.